Good morning, everyone. It's Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Obviously, we're headed towards the end of July of what has to be one of the most interesting flat out years ever. I mean, things weren't, I don't think, as thoroughly recorded as they are now. But I mean, we're seeing things. I saw this. I don't know when it came, where it came from, when it happened. But this uh, young white female in Miami had no shirt on, like just a bikini bottom, or it might have even just been her underwear. I don't know, but she beat the crap out of these two black girls. Like, you just did not think it would go that way. She ripped out weaves. I mean, she just, you know, if you're going on stereotypes, you would have thought she would lose. (laughs) But she didn't. And she didn't have her top on. And, like, nobody hit her in the boob or nothing. It was just like... (laughs) She just beat the crap out of these girls. It was pretty un- incredible. Uh, saw it on Twitter under Billy Corbin's account. Um, C-O-R-B-E-N at Billy Corbin. He's hilarious. Uh, he's uh, all about the U. So almost anything that has to do with Miami or Florida, he's on it. And that was really, uh, it was like 2020. You were expecting one thing. You know, you see this white female charge onto the screen with no top on and you think okay but then it just goes like oh okay this is not at all what I was expecting because I was like oh man she's gonna really be sorry she attacked this sister but that sister got beat down (laughs) and then she beat up her friend (laughs) it was pretty incredible not that I condone assault that's not the point at all the point of it is just like this year I was expecting it to go one way, and it's gone a whole nother way. Um, and for me, still, I can't complain. It's been been pretty good. Last year was hard, really, really hard. And if you know me, you know this week is a pretty significant anniversary for me. Oh, anyway, uh, Kanye West, yes, bipolar. Please stop putting microphones in front of him. I expressed that yesterday I still feel that way maybe fewer press conferences and more medication um listen I have a bipolar sibling I know how it goes I know how it goes it is challenging and it's difficult and you know there are things that you know we just have handled that nobody else even in our family knows about it's just an ongoing thing and I mean his family needs to come to his aid and really you know I know you can't stop a grown person from doing things but you can stop a grown person from doing some things and uh pretending to run for president and I mean god I would be so nervous if I had kids with him because you know it's genetic and uh, I mean if she really loves him I I would hope his wife would figure out how to get him the care he needs this is this is dangerous I mean he could really get hurt out here if he was just regular dude on the bus talking crazy do you know how how scary that is for a regular dude with bipolar disorder so yeah it shouldn't be uh a lot of olaying and co-signing just because he's wealthy that's ridiculous he still needs help so um And it's going to get worse because if he doesn't medicate himself or if he stops and starts his medicine, then it takes that much more medicine to uh, to get you back to what we would call normal. And it feels horrible to the person 
but the chemicals in their brain are off. Listen, that is a sad and tragic tale. That that needs to be rectified. Um, and we don't need this kind of distraction. This is a very important year, and we don't need any person getting distracted and voting for that nonsense. Um, so that's just the way I feel about it. The governor of Missouri sounds crazy. He's out here basically saying all kids are going to get COVID when they go to school, but they'll come home and get well. I mean, he basically is making it sound like chicken pox. But mm, I don't remember chicken pox killing my grandparents or my mom. So shut up, Mike Parson. Gee whiz. I mean, I try not to get too deeply involved in, in politics on this podcast, at least not local politics. But I mean, that's that's disheartening. And you don't realize you don't have good crisis leadership until there's a real crisis. And uh, I mean, I guess he's playing to his base and maybe that's smart. I don't know. But how many deaths do you want on your hands? How can you not feel guilty about that? I mean, he may be a nice man. I don't know him. I just I don't understand how you could be so glib about it. I mean, you've seen up close what's happening to people. And I guess, you know, natural selection, it is what it is. But Dude, you don't get in front of a microphone and say that. I mean, it just sounds so reckless. So, of course, Missouri is trending all day yesterday for that comment. And it's just getting harder and harder to defend why I live here. You know, it really is. But I'll tell you, it's because my mom is here. (laughs) If she weren't here, I would not be here. Uh, This is not um, the most progressive state. In fact, I don't, I'm not really a progressive. I don't really require that. It's it's not a, um, Missouri's a weird state because it's not, and I can't really speak on Missouri. I can speak on St. Louis better, but half of Missouri thinks of itself as, su- as Southern. Another part of it thinks of itself as Western. And then you've got the the eastern region and I don't know how we identify because we're a little southern a little uh midwestern a little uh uh I don't know eastern a little bit uh we got some east coast influence a little midwest influence for sure huge southern influence uh and even though this is the gateway to the west we don't have that same energy that Kansas City does in terms of feeling like you're headed you know, West. So it's just a weird mix. You know, we were, the city was half union, half Confederate. Uh, there's just a lot of identity issues here. We're not quite Southern, but we're not quite not Southern. And, uh, it's a weird place to live. I'm not going to lie because the dichotomy is always there. You just aren't quite sure, you know, can someone lead us out of the past and restore greatness and it's so configured in such a weird way there's so much bureaucracy and so many little municipalities and it's just I don't know who cooked it up like this but it's very very challenging place to live and uh you know I just think the overall lesson of 2020 is we can't afford to be glib and cavalier about who we put in charge of things whether it's our money or our lives or our livelihood or our safety uh, we just can't be glib about it. So definitely vote in two weeks 
Uh, a primary normally doesn't bring a lot of people out, but it doesn't matter. We, you, we got to vote and we got to get out here and vote for people we think will actually do a good job leading us. And um, yeah, that's my two cents on that. Uh, but gosh, what a conundrum. Oof, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't have kids that I have to worry about in terms of going to school. Um, but yeah, that would be a toughie. And homeschooling, is that an option? Because people have to still work. And I think this initial wave of homeschooling proved to a lot of people they don't know how to teach or they don't want to be teachers. Heard a lot of stories about crying and tears. So <laughs> this is trauma all the way around. So we just need to figure it out. But it starts with picking picking strong leaders and not people who you think are smarter than you just people who are smart you know don't pick people who you think are richer than you pick people who know how to make you get rich too you know and it's just crazy we live in a really weird society I know um I don't see the world the way everybody else does but when it's messed up I can see it And the way uh, our country has gone for the last 40 years has created a lot of disparity. And, you know, some of it's steeped in race and a lot of it's steeped in the rich just wanted to stay richer than everybody else. You know, I'm reading this book, Dark Money. I may have mentioned this, dude. I had to, you know, the Koch brothers are, are a trip. Their father made a good chunk of his fortune by helping Nazi Germany. Uh... But I had to put the book down when he was like, one of the brothers was like, yeah, um, because to set it up, one brother wanted everybody to think he was self-made, which is ridiculous. But one of the other brothers was like, yeah, I basically got this when my dad died and left me $300 million. And it's like, ooh, I have to put this down. $300 million. You know, can you imagine inheriting $300 million 40 years ago? And of course, you don't you wouldn't even have to try to grow it and still have a significant amount more in 2020. That's insane. And I think they keep us so focused on race and racial issues and aren't you fired up over it that we forget to be like, but what about rich versus poor? Cuz that's a much much uh bigger fight. You know what I mean? Like there's there's like a big group of people who aren't rich versus the tiny group of people who are ultra rich. I think that's a bigger, not a bigger fight in terms of quality, but it's a, it's a fight that more people would be able to join on one side versus the other side. The racial stuff is murky. And I think they know that that's why they keep throwing it out there. So people won't be like, Hey, (laughs) anyway, have a great Tuesday. Okay.
Yeah.